You're listening to Connect Communities Podcast, recorded live in Stamford, Connecticut. If you'd like to know more about our community, stop by our website at www.connectcommunity.tv. Enjoy the message. I've titled this message, Cut It Out. Look at somebody and say, cut it out. Cut it out already. Cut it out. Cut it out. Right before Alini and I felt the call to move to Stanford and to start Connect Community, uh, we were in a season of life where most of the challenges, most of, of the difficulties and discomforts we experienced in our early 20s were behind us. You know, we were, we were settled. Life had slowed down a bit. We were still pushing for our dreams, still believing, had aspirations, and still pushing forward. But we were on a set path. Our lives were set. We were on a path that we could have stayed for years, really, going through the same routine, same job, same dinner parties, same friends, your great friends. And there's something comfortable, cozy about being able to have that routine, right? There's something comfortable about predictability. When you know what's going to happen the next day, when you know what's going to happen the next week. And at the same time, for a short season there, toward the end of our time in Texas, we noticed that our impact together as a ministry began to diminish. Uh, my wife and I, we've always had this idea of having a high output in our lives, just pouring into people, seeing the transformation, giving our, all of our lives to see uh, God and God's kingdom really impact people's lives. And we were given it all, but somehow we had met our ceiling. And we were pushing and pushing, but it's almost as if increasingly with the passing of, of the days and the weeks and the years, uh, our, our output was diminishing. And that bothered me for a season there. It was bothering me because I had no reason to feel the way I felt. Just being honest with you, opening up here in our living room, I had no reason to feel frustrated or feel like I was in a season that wasn't fulfilling me and because loved my job, loved the church we were working with, a ministry that was touching the world, Lakewood Church in Houston, Texas, loved the people we work with, loved our team, loved our, our mission, our model, plus had some perks too. I worked on the fourth floor of the building, the church building. My wife worked on the fifth floor of the church building, the important floor. And our daughter was on the first floor of the building going to a free, fully paid for, the church provided just for staff only, an early education program. And so even in the beginning, I remember when we went back after maternity leave, we went back and we, we could go down and peek and check on her whenever we wanted. We had our coffee runs and life was good. I had no reason to feel the way I felt, but... There was a discomfort. Something was not quite right. And I don't know if you've been there. I don't know if you felt that in your life. It's not that, it's not that anything is particularly wrong. It's not that anything is particularly negative with your life. But it's just that you push and you push and you give. And you want to see your output increase, not diminish. But you come to a season where it's almost like you hit a ceiling. And you don't know what to do to go beyond it. Well, there's a, pro a proverb that I love. It's uh, found in Proverbs 
chapter 3, verses 5 and 6. It says this. Many of you know this. Um, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will make straight your paths. Now, I want to encourage you with this. As you begin preparations for 2017, as you begin preparations to go into a new year, let's decide to go into the new year with a new mindset. A mindset to trust God with all our hearts. To invite him to make our paths straight. And to lean on in our own understanding, but acknowledge him in all of our ways. That's very important. There is a principle in gardening that if, if a tree is sick, if a plant is unhealthy, you need to prune it. You need to cut out that branch that is not healthy. And Jesus used, referred to this principle and gave this example in the Last Supper. When he had his disciples together, he was about to be crucified. They didn't know what was about to happen. But Jesus shares this passage in these words in John 15, verses 1 and 2. He says this, I am the true vine, and my Father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes, that he may bear more fruit. Now, this common gardening practice was understood for everybody in the room. The disciples knew it. This, this was an agricultural society. They knew what the methods of, of an agrarian society, it was, it was common to them. So they're listening to it. And I imagine that the first part made sense. You know, Jesus is referring to his kingdom. He's using this as an analogy for what he's building. He's saying, listen, this organism, what we have started right here, this thing that we, that we have seen begin. I am the trunk. I am the vine. And you are my branches. You are attached to me. Now, God, he is the gardener. He's the vine dresser. And if a branch does not produce fruit, if a branch does not do what it's meant to do, he cuts it out. This is understandable. If you're here and you manage a team, if you're here and it's part of your job to have people under you, you probably face this in your reality right here in 2016. You probably had somebody in your team that got the same kind of investment, the same kind of pouring into, you poured into that person, you, you coached them, you gave them the tools that they needed to produce. Good salary, benefits, but the, out, the output wasn't the same. The return on investment wasn't the same. So it would make sense for you as the manager of that team, as the leader of that team, as the boss, to make sure that your investment is getting the most return. It makes sense for you to say, you know what? This branch needs to be cut out. And I imagine the disciples saying, all right, Jesus, we get that. We understand. But how about the good branch? How about the branch that is producing fruit? What's the reward? Those that are working hard, those that are connected. And Jesus says, no, he prunes it. He cuts it too. What? Can't, can't God just give it a little extra energy to that branch? 
Can he speak motivational words to make the branch flourish? Can he put like a double anointing on the sap to make sure the fruit is bigger? No. Because, because true maturity, true growth comes by pruning. This is the principle that we need to understand, especially going into a new year when you, when you set out your outlook. And a lot of you here are thinking of things that you need to cut out of your life. You're thinking of things that, that you need to just trim. But you have parts of your life, too, that need growth. And maybe, like us, you, you, had, you met your ceiling, and you're looking for a, a way to make sure that your life can produce more. Well, Jesus shares this principle. And this principle means this, that even when you do trust the Lord, like the proverb says, even when you do acknowledge him in all your ways, there's a possibility that you may suffer what may seem temporarily like a setback. It may seem to you that you're taking a step back But it's actually God making your paths straight. What's actually happened is God pruning you so that in a season of growth, you can bear more fruit. So that your life output may produce more with the same kind of effort. Now, we may wonder why. Why is it necessary to be pruned? Well, because God's interest is that you produce fruit. The way we are designed... That's what brings us fulfillment. That's what connects us to our purpose. That's what gives us purpose for our living. And I wonder what would happen if you, we took this principle, if we took this idea and we were proactive in applying it to our lives. If we said, well, if that's, that's what God does, how about I look at my life and I decide, well, let me, let me apply this to my life. What are some of the areas in my life, that are not producing fruit and should? What are some of the areas in my life, you can ask yourself, that I've been investing into in 2016? I've been pouring of my resources in. I've been spending time investing into it. But they're not producing any fruit. In other words, what needs to be cut out? You need to think about that going into the new year. So that you don't carry into the new year, to use the tree analogy, anything that's dead, anything that's diseased, anything that is a contamination. Because the, 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 the reason why a branch does not produce fruit is because there's something wrong with it. And in gardening, if you leave that branch attached to the tree, it can get the entire tree sick. So something that you might think in your life that is harmless today can actually be dragging you tomorrow. You need to cut it out. Look at somebody and say, cut it out. Cut it out. So what happens sometimes. Just to keep with the analogy here, and you can apply it, whatever area in your life. But sometimes we develop an affection toward that branch, whatever the branch may be. Maybe the branch even produced fruit in the past. And you know how sometimes they have pet peeves? We can have pet branches that we really like. And then we attach to like a little tire swing in the branch. And we just like the branch so much. But it's not worth it. 
it's not worth to keep something in your life that's not bearing fruit. And I want to get practical this morning with you. I want to just help you think of things that could be a bad branch in your life. So I'm going to ask a few questions, run down the list, and uh, you, can, you can think. And if God puts something in your heart, just write it down, make a mental note. But what are some of the areas in your life that you may need to cut out and throw away in 2016 to make sure that 2017 is a year of fruitfulness? It could be an occupation. Now, you need to address this responsibly, obviously. Don't go into work on Monday and say, well, I heard in church that this is a dead branch. I quit. <laughs> Don't do that. <laughs> I know a lot of you are thinking, yeah, I know. No, be responsible about this. But if you're in, <laughs> if you're in, a, if you're in an occupation that is a dead end, you've met your ceiling. You, you, don't, you don't feel excited about what you're doing. It, it does not connect to your purpose at all. And if there wasn't a paycheck attached to it, you would not be doing it. You need to consider, pray, ask God, but consider a strategy to move on. And be, be responsible, obviously, like I said. But there's nothing more frustrating than fruitless work. Then pouring your energy, pouring your talents into something that you're not passionate about. Something that is not bringing life back into you or, or is not even nurturing the life that you're pouring into. So you need to think about that. Is your occupation something that you might consider and take the actions to move on? Or is it a pet branch that you're like, it's okay. It's paying the bills and, you know... I'm never going to really do what I want to do. I'm never really going, no, no, no. You need to cut out that mindset and believe that God has a door for you to bear much fruit. Because that's what he wants you to do. It could be an activity. A bad habit. You know, if, if something compromises your finances, you need to cut it out. It's a bad habit. If something affects your self-control. You can't rule over it. It just takes over your self-control. You need to cut it out. If moves you away from your loved ones, it puts a division between you and the people you love. That's a dead branch. You need to cut it out. Talking about uh, activities and bad habits here. If it hurts your body, if it's something you consume that hurts your body, you need to cut it out. You need to make the efforts to cut it out. It could be a mindset, and this is a big one. This is probably one of the things that most of us here suffer together. Wrong thinking, especially if you're down on yourself. If you have the kind of personality where you're constantly down on yourself, putting yourself down, thinking of yourself as less than, thinking of yourself as someone who is not able to do something. And one, one way of identifying this is if something happens, you always assume the guilt. It's always your fault. You know those people that are always their fault? And there's a difference. This, this is something for you to learn, too, and that, that we need to, to know, especially as you go into the new year. There's a difference between humility and self-flagellation. You can be humble. You can recognize your space, recognize your faults, recognize that you fail sometimes. You can apologize. 
But self-flagellation is when you just are against yourself. You work against yourself. And that's not productive. That's not the way God meant for you to live. You need to cut it out. Change your mindset. Believe that God is for you. And believe that what you have in your life, it's meant to bear fruit. Your life is meant to bear good fruit. Here's something for you to keep in mind. Everyone makes mistakes. But no one is a mistake. And you need to know this. You are not a mistake. You may make mistakes. And maybe you made mistakes in the past. But you are not a mistake. God has a plan for your life. He has a purpose for your life. And if there are any voices, any mindset that tells you that you are a mistake, you need to cut it out. Look at somebody and say, cut it out. Cut it out. Thank you. Another mindset is unforgiveness. This is a big one too. If you carry unforgiveness, unforgiveness is like a heavy baggage filled with weight that is useless. It has no use to you and it has no use to the person who offended you. Many times the person is already long gone or they have moved on. Sometimes they are not even alive anymore. But you're carrying on this unforgiveness, this heavy burden, and you just keep picking them on and putting them on your shoulders. And you get to a point where you can't live a single day without thinking about that thing that somebody did to you or that hurt. And it hurts. And it's an open wound that won't heal. You need to cut it out. That mindset is not good. It's not productive. And it's stealing your ability to produce good fruit. You need to cut it out. And that's a decision that you can make. The last one in this list, just a few things for you to think about, is relationships. We all have relationships here. Professional relationships, friendships. And if you're in a relationship that puts you down, a relationship that the friend or, or the person at work is constantly trying to keep you beneath them. And it's even worse if they think of themselves in a really small way. You need to cut it out. That's not a good relationship for you to nurture. Here's a, a way for you to kind of assess it. Is this a relationship that always talks about other people in a negative way? Do you always get mad at somebody else after you guys talk? Know this, and you probably heard something to this line, that the person who criticizes someone you know to you criticizes you to someone you know. That happens. And if you keep that dead branch in your life, it'll just suck the joy out of you and the ability for you to be fruitful. So you need to cut it out, especially if the relationship is based on gossip. Here's a good way for you to measure it. Because good relationships change us, right? Good relationships call us higher. It doesn't mean that you're going to surround yourself with yes people. People that always say, yeah, I'm here to support you. Whatever you want to do, yes, I'm here to push you in whatever you want to do. No, you want friends that have your back, that look at your blind sides, that can call you out when, you, when you're a little bit out of line, right? But there's a difference between condemnation and conviction. In a healthy relationship convicts you without condemning you. Now, an unhealthy relationship condemns you 
without convicting you. And the difference is vast between those two things. Condemnation puts you down, keeps you low. It doesn't necessarily change you, but it brings your emotions down and it just keeps you low. Conviction pulls you up higher. It's that discomfort that makes you realize, man, I'm, I'm really better than this. I'm really called to come up higher. That wasn't really me. I, I'm meant to rise above. That's the kind of conviction that makes you better. And a healthy relationship nurtures that. And that's what you got to nurture in your life as well. You shouldn't tolerate a condemning spirit going into 2017. It's a distraction that you don't need. So let me encourage you, as you move on into 2017, make sure that every dead branch in your life is cut out and it stays in 2016. Let's not go into 2017 carrying dead weight, carrying things that are just bringing us down. But let's move on believing that this will be a season to bear much fruit. Believing that what God has for us, his promises, in him we find the yes, and in him we find the amen. Believing that even when we shed this weight, we will produce more. We will walk faster. We will go further because of what God has in store for us. Now, once you've done that, once you've cut it out, you got to get ready for pruning. Because according to that passage that Jesus shared, whether you want to make a tree healthy or whether you want a tree to grow, you need to prune it. And God wants you to grow. God wants you to grow. And sometimes he's going to prune you. You know, that's what happened to Alini and I. I didn't really notice or realize that until we felt the call to move to, connect, to Connecticut and Stanford and start Connect Community. It wasn't until we were like, oh, this is what God has in store. Now it made sense. Because what we needed is pruning. We needed pruning in our lives. And it took a decision to listen to what God has in, had in store for the next season and say, we're stepping in. Recognizing that it required pruning. And we suffered some pruning here and there, pruning in relationships because we didn't get to see our friends every day anymore, pruning in our finances to quit our job and no more savings or retirement plan, benefits. There was pruning in family time. We moved here by ourselves. Our family stayed back in Texas. And for a season, there was pruning even in ministry output. But here's what we need to understand. When God prunes you, he's not setting you back. Because pruning is necessary. Not only recommended, but is necessary. Especially in a season of growth. Especially after a dormant season. Right after winter and right before spring. Pruning is necessary if you want to see that tree. If we're talking about ourselves here, if you want to see our lives grow to its fullest potential, you need to accept some pruning now and then. Now let me ask you this. Are you open to God 
for him to come into your life and prune unnecessary parts of your life so that in a short future, you can see the growth that he has in store for you. Can you think of things in your life that need to be pruned? And can you open your heart to see that happen? If you do that, and if you trust the Lord with all your heart, if you lean on in your own understanding, but you acknowledge him in all your ways, he will make your path straight. And he will make sure that you bear much, much, much fruit. Do you receive that this morning? Amen.